everyone. This is Ellen Shute. Welcome to the What Drives You podcast. Our guests today are Sophie and Barb, who are sisters. They're going to tell us about their car, and I think you will enjoy and relate to their different perspectives of the same car. So I'm going to start by asking you both, um, tell us a little bit about the people in your car. So like the whole family. Okay. Okay. There was five children and mom and dad. Okay. Dad was definitely the driver, I believe. Okay. Dad was the driver of the car. I don't think we could talk, move, ask for food. When are we going to get there? Or anything. I think we were quiet. I mean, don't you think we were quiet? You were younger. Yeah. I remember it being pretty quiet. I think so. Mm -hmm. We never could uh, rule. He was the ruler. Okay. He would put his Greek music on, sing. Yes. Smoke his cigarettes, Uh open the windows, Uh and there you go. (laughs) We're on our way. (laughs) Okay. So there were five children. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us, like, how far apart you are and like tell me the birth order sure mm-hmm. um Sophie and, can yep. tell you. Yep. i have an older sister she was a year older than me so then it was me another sister three years younger another brother a brother three years younger than her mm-hmm. and then the youngest three years younger than him Okay. So there was that four girls me. and one boy. Four girls and one boy. And oh. I'm the second and Barb is the last. You're, yes. The baby. The baby. She's got a Do you think of her as the baby? Yes. Uh-huh. Still. Everybody you, thinks of me as the baby yep, still. Still. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of good memories of her mm-hmm. as the baby. Uh-huh. Yes. Because uh-huh. I was sort of the mommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, do you think of yourself as the baby? I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got reminded of it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. So, I mean, it was kind of hard to yeah. get out of the role of being the yes. baby because the mom and dad both were like, you're the baby. And yeah. I think they were trying to hold on to that yes. feeling. Yeah. And then there was a nine in a 10 year difference between yeah. my two oldest sisters. So they're at that age, it's such a huge age gap. Yes. Now it's not, but then it was, sure. then it was like, kind of like Sophie was more of a mothering type for me yeah. growing right. up. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I was the baby for a very, very long time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She played the role okay. really, really good. Yes. I, mean, she I had to. Perfect. Yeah. I couldn't play the baby because I, well, maybe because I'm the second. Right. The wild, you know, go out and do so if you were the second and the wild one, is that what you would? I don't know. I'm saying wild because I feel like everybody sort of waited for me to do everything and then I got in trouble or I just did it first and then they could go ahead and do. Oh, like, like she was the rite of passage person. Yes. Ah. Okay. Like she did the first bad thing and right. then everybody else kind of followed. Like I wasn't really and afraid then they got to less, do it. They yeah. got less in trouble because she had already right. gotten the oh. bigger in trouble. So you sort of set the tone. Well, I didn't have a fear of doing what I believed I wanted to do. Did your I older sister to. have a fear? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think so. Okay. So she... My words for it, I don't know if these would be your words, but she was like the good and perfect one. 
or she was the quiet one, or she was afraid sort of to, to sort of. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. She her. was more okay. like took all the um, blame. Oh, and so she sort of rebelled in her own kind of way. Like okay, she slept more. Okay, she was more messy, or something like sure like a different sure. pattern. Okay, and then I don't know. It was it was sort of a strange. Um, I think you were more of the perfect one because you kept everything clean constantly, like the whole house. I was a very big Like with all five of us, like she would clean up after us and do things. Did you clean up after them because you wanted to or because in your family you thought that would be a good idea? I think I did it because nobody else would do it. Uh-huh. And my mom so was just busy. Assumed my dad, that role. Yeah, my dad expected it because he didn't want to see anything. Yes. My mom was busy. She right. had five and we right. had business. So mm-hmm. she was always gone. So I think, plus, I like it. Mm-hmm. I yes. Like oh, I remember. Like I have I like a fond clean. memory of like Saturday mornings with Sophie. Yeah. I wish you'd have a show that's really? a Saturday, Saturday mornings with Sophie. <laughs> Tell me about Saturday Saturday mornings mornings where Sophie was. Everybody was at work except for me and Sophie. And and I don't know where everybody was. But she would be like so excited to clean the house and turn the radio on and be like, I I have jobs for you. And I would be excited because she was excited and she was giving me jobs. Wow. So we did a lot of jobs cleaning up together until later on when my other sisters basically told me that, like, you know, she's suckering you. (laughs) And this is not really fun. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, she's just like getting you to do cleaning jobs. And I was like, whatever. I kind of went with the flow, sort Mm -hmm. of. But she got me so excited about cleaning. I mean, I would have really rather be doing something else, but I would help her. Yeah. So that's like Saturdays with Sophie. So you remember fondly. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. You know what I remember? Yeah. We had a gorgeous red furniture with a red carpet and you couldn't hardly see the carpet but when I was done vacuuming it was like oh I just loved how it oh. felt or looked uh-huh. when I was done oh yeah. so that's so just I got a lot of you. um pleasure and ask my sons or my husband I don't like anything on the floor uh-huh. yeah. do not uh-huh. put it even at the restaurant yeah. mm-hmm. don't leave anything I don't mm-hmm. kick it under the Mm-hmm. I don't want to look at it. Yes, I, I hear I don't you. Like stuff on the floor. So that's just your sort of natural personness coming so. out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you both kind of agree that your father was in the driver's seat. Definitely. You- it's hard for me not to agree with that because I was the baby. So oftentimes I was sitting on Sophie's lap in the back seat because there were five of us. So it yes. was hard to fit five people in the back seat. Or I would sit in between my mom and dad, oh. yeah. which <laughs> created its own problem because then it was like, why does she get to sit in the front seat when we're older and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But when they would put me in the back seat, I would get like, I don't want her on my lap. I don't want her on my lap. I don't want her on my lap. And I was like, okay, um, I have nowhere to go. Like, there's nowhere else for me to go. So, yeah, I mean, I would say so. He was, yeah, he was, you know, he said where we were going and what we were doing. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he drove that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you remember having feelings about her being in the front? Um, I don't think so. I I don't think I was 
You were probably I felt like she was little, so she should be. Okay. But I also had like motion sickness. Oh. So when I did have that, I was in the front and I didn't like it because they were on the back oh. having fun. Ah. And I, I was getting sick, so I was in the front. I remember going to New York and I had to sit in the front because I wouldn't get sick mm. if I did. And I was mad because they were all giggling and having a good time. And I had to, my dad wouldn't let you move or laugh or talk or listen to the rate, you know, you just had to sit there. In the so front. I don't think I liked the front as much as um, maybe somebody else would have liked it. Okay. And I didn't care if she went in the front. Okay. Yeah. See, and I like the front. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Because I think that because I was considered the baby by everybody when I was in the back seat, I just got ignored. Yeah. Ah. So sitting so in the front seat yeah. was like, I got to sit in the big, front seat. Was special. Yeah, yeah, I got to feel special. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Um, it's funny because I've talked to other families where the other children were really resentful of the baby who oh. got to sit in the front. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that sitting in the front between the parents can last for years and oh. years. Um, and it doesn't have to be really sitting in the front. But right. I've seen it over and over again where that person becomes sort of the caregiver or mm -hmm. in charge of the parent's stuff. Oh, there you go. <laughs> She's fit right into that role. Oh, interesting. She's very caregiving to my mom. Uh huh. And I think she's sort of extra caregiving to my dad. Okay. Where I'm not, I'm just just there as uh -huh. a uh -huh. daughter. Uh -huh. I care. Uh huh. We talk. Uh huh. We visit and stuff, but it's um yeah. Oh, that's it's, interesting. That's interesting. You that's you. I never heard of that before. Oh, I've never heard of it either. But that fits. What do you think about the fact that it fits? It makes sense. It does. Uh -huh. It, it does. So, yeah. Right. I think, and more so that you've been together with mom and then dad, you're, you were more willing to visit and have that time with him because mm -hmm. you were, you know, the youngest one. I think you lived with him more, mm -hmm. both of them, mm. where I took off yes, as sure. soon as I could. Right. When I had my family mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I didn't have that. Mm hmm I sort of see it with my youngest. Oh, um, interesting. In uh-huh. He's more of a, would be the caregiver. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. And he's a boy, so. You have two girls? No, three boys. Oh, you have three boys. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the youngest is still at home. Yes. Just getting ready to go out. Got it. But he's been there longer than right. the other two that left at 18, 19. Right. And I feel like he is more of a caregiver to, to me and my husband. That, yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I never heard of that either, and that's really uh -huh. when you think about it, it, it does fit. Mm -hmm. It yeah. it doesn't always fit. I mean, right. every family has its yeah. things, you know. And some families, the youngest. I mean, you guys know Paul, my husband, and he was the youngest of five in his family, and. I haven't. I, well, we talked a little bit about where you guys sat in the car, um, but where he sat in his car was in the way back of a station wagon, facing out, and and his his life was about like waving to the people in the cars behind him because nobody else in his family really paid too much attention to him. 
because there were these four boys who were he was much older than youngest. him. Five boys. Five boys. Yes. And I mean, wow. you guys know Paul. You can envision him in yeah. the back waving, yeah, right? He still is that person. Yep. Super that, friendly. Yes, Super. that is who that is who he is. But his brothers, to this day, two of them have passed. But the two that are here, just relentlessly, still try to make him be the baby. Mm. Um, I mm. he doesn't even notice it so much, but yeah. I really. Yeah, I really yeah. see that um, that because their they, they you know their identity is about being bigger and older and, right right um, so, so they minimize him a little always bit. Oh. always always um, so that's that's why some of these roles just stay with us oh, forever yeah. forever forever that's so weird that yes he was in the back just right being the, you know. Yes. Right. Really welcoming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really trying welcoming. to make friends yeah. wherever he goes. Right. And I mean, does. you can see that. Oh, he does. does. He's a great person. He is. Oh, my it goodness. can be sort of annoying. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I say. All of our spouses are annoying, right? Yes. I mean, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Um, so... Tell me how your other siblings fit into the car metaphor. And you don't have to name them by I, name. You I'd can say from my perspective, the oldest was kind of bossy. I remember she wanted okay. space, like, yeah. why are you sitting so close to me? Or give me my mm. room. Yeah. And then our middle sister and our brother, because they were kind of in the middle, were very quiet and just mm -hmm. didn't want any Mm, like it was no like, don't them. look at me. Don't get me in trouble. Yeah. I'm going to chill. I'm going to listen to what you guys are saying, yeah. but I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. That's how I viewed yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Would you, would you have a different viewpoint of that? No, I think that, that, that Barb put it in the right words because they were really, I don't know if it's saying they were trying to get approval or trying to be, you know, um, <clears throat> out of trouble, mm -hmm. stay out of trouble, and just... So out of trouble might have meant not being noticed? Would you say that? Mm -hmm. um, definitely, you can, you can, definitely our brother sure, didn't want to be noticed because he was <clears throat> overly noticed by my dad oh, since I'm he was the only sure boy he was. Yes. in a Greek family right. where you finally have a son yes. to carry your name. Yes. He was totally noticed, so... Mm -hmm. He was trying to hide, I believe, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. When in he was the car, younger. I think it was yeah. or I mean in the family dynamic, I should say, like in that sense, it was he was probably very just used to being praised all the time. And that was the role that he assumed was like, I'm just gonna be praised. So if you do something that is foreseen as not good and I'm laughing with you or trying to be a part of that, I'm not going to be as oh. praised. Oh. Now I'm going to maybe, you know, get in trouble that way. So it was kind of like, not that he didn't agree, but he was going to stay neutral. He was going to be he's Switzerland. He's boy. Yes. And he still is. Oh. He definitely is. I mean, you maybe know him. Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I might. You might. 
Yeah, he has a business, <laughs> so he is super sweet and very loving and very kind. Wow. And um, so he learned in his car to be that person to get the good attention. He thrived on this. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think so. Uh-huh. It really played a good role in his adult um, life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing good. Sure. Okay. That It's it's interesting. I, I believe that we all form an identity in our car, and some of it we take with us, um, and some of it works really well for our lives, like your story about your brother. And then some of it doesn't work very well. Um, And I I was going to just say a little bit about my car growing up, different than yours. I was an only child, and um, my father was in the driver's seat, and my mother was in the passenger seat. Um, But my... And, and both of my parents were these very well-put-together, sophisticated, beautiful people. Um, and as much as I say that my father was in the driver's seat because he was the breadwinner and he did actually drive the car, he did exactly what she told him to do. So I always say that mm-hmm. he was in the driver's seat, but she was telling him where to where, go where and to which go. way to turn. Oh, okay. right. She was sure. the GPS. She life. was, yes. Sure. Uh, okay. a, a, a firm GPS, yes. So he really Very couldn't much do anything so. himself? Or was it always oh, no. her direction? Was, or When she was there, it was it always, was always in her, her direction. direction. Okay. Yes. Um, and our car had a, um, a rule, and all cars have their rules, but... In my car, the rule was spoken, and the rule was that little girls are to be seen and not heard. Mm. Okay? Okay. And a lot of people my age can relate to that rule because that was a big thing then. Um, And in my car, how I interpreted that was that I was supposed to just be in that back seat and be okay and Mm. not need anything. Mm-hmm. and not make noise. Mm-hmm. And in my family, you had to, like, look pretty. Mm-hmm. And so I was Ross everything. Pigtails. Perfect. Yeah. Everything had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were really good things that I learned from that, like that I'm a really independent person, that um, I don't I don't need help a lot that yeah. if I want something, I get it done, that I figured out how to work around people that um, are somewhat difficult or not doing things how I like them to. Um, and a lot of that is really good. Um, but a lot of that is also not good because I was trained in my car and for all the years of my development that not to have a voice not to ask for what I needed, not look at you now, right? (laughs) Not to say how I feel. Okay. So my adult life has been about developing a voice. There's still lots of situations where I don't have it. Um, And 
where I wish I did and where I'd like to tell somebody something, but I'm just, I've been trained Mm -hmm. not to keep it down. Yes. To, to not. Um, so everybody, everybody has a role and everybody has learned to live with certain rules in their life. Mm -hmm. So this rule about being seen and not heard is something that I incorporated. Um, do you guys think there were rules in your family that you learned that you're still holding on to or didn't didn't hold on to? I can say that there was a little bit of that in our home, Mm -hmm. in our car. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think our oldest sister comes into play. Uh And she didn't want to do any of that stuff, but she also had to keep it down. Uh Uh-huh. She took chances, but then she always, you know, got in trouble for it. So she, I think she stopped, but she's the one that's the most disconnected from our family right now. Okay. But she's in another state. Okay. She's in another yes. kind of living. So yes. you can see that um, she was trying to tear away from that. Right. Image. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of disconnect there was a huge disconnect from our home life mm-hmm. to because we all helped in the family business. Mm-hmm. We were we had a um, defined personality at home and mm-hmm. a defined personality uh, in the workplace. So yeah. at home, we never talked really about our feelings mm-hmm. or what do you need or you know I mean basic needs of of course you know there were things and probably for me it was a little bit better I think. Because maybe my parents had grown a little bit and learned. Sure, They were young. They were very young. But at work, there was never anything besides, and we we could be very outspoken at work. That was what, in our workplace, in our family business, it was as long as it was still under the, the, like, dad effect. Like, so if he agreed with it, we Uh, could be very outspoken, outspoken about it. Okay. So you guys grew up. Mm-hmm. learning that you were one person here and one person there. I, I feel that way. Right. Do you feel that feel, way too, Sophie? I feel like at home, we didn't have a home life that much. Mm-hmm. So when we were home, it was getting ready for school. You got up on your own. You got to the bus stop at 7.15. You found your own way to school. You found your own way back. I don't ever remember packing a lunch or having that type of mm-hmm. care, mm-hmm. even younger, maybe a little bit more than, but when you know you pass a certain age, like 14 or 13, it was like, yes, it was non-existent. Yes. And then when you got to work, you were more like an adult. We were taking care of, you know, we were teaching 30 and 40 year olds and we were 15 or 14 or 16, you know, what to do. And they didn't have the, same feeling as we did. Yes, so, yes. you know, it was hard to, you know, to understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad sort of made everybody in this little ball. If they don't know it, then they're not good enough mm-hmm. or they don't mm-hmm. get to stay or whatever. But I just, I feel like um, a lot of things that we did, you know, we were, we were given you know, the room to do it. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you did something, our dad didn't like yes. Because he was also in charge of our our boss yes. and our father. Right. But he didn't give us a lot of teachings. He just told us what not to do. Uh, we sort of learn everything on our own. Okay. Sort of 
you know, judge the waters. Sure. Um, I remember that I would, I, like I said, I, I would get angrier. I would take my own steps. Mm-hmm. So when something happened that I thought was wrong, I would leave. Well, he didn't want me to leave. Mm-hmm. But I would still go. Okay. And he would still be chasing me with his car <laughs> and open the door and say, get in. No, I'm trying to find paths to get back home because you're not going to tell me <laughs> what to do. And so that sort of, you know, that sort of made it like not personal. Okay. It never like took you on the side and told you what was wrong or how you should behave as a 14 or 15 year old. Yes. Something like, and it was just simple things like giving your friends a free Coke. Yes, and right. And they left and you didn't ring it up or something, uh-huh. or something simple like that. So it was something I couldn't understand because he never gave us any room to grow with that, like, or just take us on the side. So, you know. so what would you say about that in terms of what you learned and what works for you from that in your life today? From from being that person that you knew differently, you you were going to assert yourself. I think I'm, I'm like you in that way. Like I have a voice. Yes. But then all of a sudden at certain points I can't talk about sure. it or I don't want to say anything about how I feel because I think somebody's always going to be overpowering me or something. Yeah. Yes. You so that, that's just a beautiful example of – how you learned how there's like a, a good side to it, yeah. but you also learned yeah. when not to. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Barb? What would you say that you learned as a child growing up in your car that you still utilize today or affects you in a good way or a bad way? I was a little bit different. Like I was not afraid. Ah, I would also had more freedom because right. by that point, sure, the I was, car had changed. The car yeah. had changed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the more rules freedom. were there, but they weren't as maybe defined they for enforced me. For or enforced, but like they were for us. So for yeah. me, I felt like I was not going to tolerate certain things, even mm-hmm. as a young child. Mm-hmm. And I made it very clear mm-hmm. and I was not afraid to make it clear. Wow. And I wasn't afraid of the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part of me, I feel like was good. It's yeah. almost like I learned some of the things mm-hmm. of what not to do too, uh-huh. you know, in uh-huh. the, like when the time came, but also there was a lot of like non-structure. Mm-hmm. So the whole family dynamic life was a lot more based around what we did as siblings. I yeah. see. The sibling factor yeah. is a lot larger in our dynamic than it is mom and dad in a sense because yep. we kind of did what Sophie said a lot of the yes. times. Right. And what Sophie was doing and how she wanted because she was kind of in charge of the house when nobody was there. Mm-hmm. So it was different for me. But I was, in a, I was just never – I never let that interfere, I would say. Well, you had permission to not right. let it interfere. Right. Right. There so – Yes. Right. And you're right. Right. You sensed that at times you didn't have permission. Right. Right. Yeah. And at times you did have permission. I gave myself the permission, I think. You know, I I, I knew everything that I was growing into be was stifled because it was Uh stay there, do what I say, don't ever grow, don't 
Yes. Nobody was teaching us. Yes. Um, can we date? You, know, you can't even look at a boy. You can't even do that, but you can come to work. And our schooling, too. Mm -hmm. it, it bothered our schooling because sometimes we were too involved in business. But oh. it never really got to go you know, further. Like, okay, so you're structured in that. Yes. Why don't we give you this opportunity or something that just can bring you up higher than, you know, you want to be. Yes. So it's, it, it was a, it was a strange growing up. Well, we all have it a was, strange it growing was up. It was, a, it was a growing up. Yeah, it that's, was. That's, it was. You're and right. it's our growing That's what up. it was. And yeah. it gives us good things yeah. and it right. gives us bad things and it empowers us to do some mm -hmm. things and it, prevents us from doing other yeah. things. And that's just the nature of being human and growing up in a family. Yes, it is. And I think we're going back to, you were saying like unspoken, like hard work was definitely part of our yes. car. DNA. It was a hard, it was like you had to, you worked hard, whatever you were going to do. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. Yep. And I think that we all take that with us mm -hmm. in our adulthood, which is very good because mm -hmm. we do have really yes. great, Mm -hmm. work, work ethics, ethics. Mm -hmm. yes so that that was important that's something i know i've passed on to my kids I'm sure, sure right. is going to is passing it on to hers um everybody appreciates you know what we give in our in our life even yes. if it's not working i think our whole car appreciates giving 100 mm. percent mm -hmm. And we always try to do that. We try to be whole people. <laughs> yeah. We're all broken still. Sure. Everybody's broken. Well, yeah. yeah, I agree with that too. Mm -hmm. I think that we did learn mm -hmm. in our car, whatever, however it was brought to us, yeah. regardless that we were genuine, yep. we were giving, we were, we cared about other kind. people, uh -huh. kind, right. Um, right. you know, we were not just taught to be disrespectful or allowed to be disrespectful, which exactly. I, even though it might've been a hard lesson, it yeah. was a good lesson. It was yes. very good. Right. You know, cause right. I don't know that that carries on a lot of weight these days. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Right. So, so I appreciate that. You were yeah. taught to think of other people oh, and yeah. to, to have empathy yeah. and yes. right that that that's yeah. a wonderful thing Caring. that you learn from a car yeah yep. right absolutely right um wonderful well th this has just been extraordinary i'm i'm <laughs> so i'm so grateful to hear your perspectives well, thank and thank you for having us yeah this oh, is awesome Alan, oh, you're wonderful oh oh thank you um i i just know that people are really going to relate and I, I think it's so important for people to understand that every child, every person in the car has a whole different perspective of it. And as parents, we think we know what our children's perspectives are of, of our car with them. Um, but I always think it's a good idea to wonder and yes. ask yes. as well, because you may learn some things. Yes. You know, I certainly learned a lot today. Yes. I oh, did. good. Yeah, yeah I'm I glad. Too. Yeah. Well, that's the whole part of what drives you is just bringing because, it yeah. all to our awareness. Yes. Nobody's perfect, cool. but you take the good. Exactly. You deal with the bad and try to critique it a little. But and every sibling does it in their own way. Yeah. Well, I want to thank Sophie and Barb for being a part of 
my What Drives You podcast and for sharing your stories with us. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ella. And had a great it's, time. it's a pleasure for me to know you in this way. Um, it really is. I'd like to thank you all for listening and to urge you to please go to my website at ellenwyshoot.com to hear all of my podcasts and read my blog. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider going to your podcast platform and leaving a review. Thanks again. Talk to you next time.